0: With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. All right, guys. Hello. Good morning, everyone. I'm here with the CEO of Infusionsoft, Clayte Mask. He's been on the show before. Clayte, thank you for coming on again. Are you ready to take us to the top?
1: You bet. Happy to be here. Thanks, Nathan. You bet. So some context
0: on this one, because it's a little unique, you know, I decided I want to do some more long form content on getlatka.com. And so I said, you know, I like the Vista guys. I like what they're doing. I put out a piece last week about why I thought it might make perfect sense for Vista equity to acquire you guys for, you know, a $960 million offer, which is a multiple they tend to like because of some things that I saw happen at Infusionsoft, like Icon being canceled and some other stuff. And you did, Clay, what you always do, which was on a random LinkedIn post that had tagged you. You gave a response. You're out there. You're the face. So thank you for coming on to talk about the article.
1: You bet. Happy to do it. Okay. Um, so
0: you canceled icon. What's going on?
1: Yeah, you bet. Well, I think that, I think what you have to understand is where we are in our maturation as a software company, because the, the dirty little secret is that most software companies never get profitable. They only focus on top line revenue growth. And as a result. They do some things that make a lot of sense for that stage of the business. We're at a different stage. We've grown to a point where we're not dependent on venture capital. We're not dependent on outside revenues or outside funding sources. And we've built a profitable, growing business that no longer requires that kind of funding. So you have to understand that we're in a little different place, first of all. Second, when you're growing a business, there's a time where you've got to really marshal the the fans of your base, and you've gotta bring everybody together, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, cheerleading and rallying that's required, and Icon was a big part of that. We did that for a decade, and I love Icon. I've always loved Icon. I know you I, love it. That's why it was so shocking to me. I go, this couldn't yeah. have just been Clayt's decision. Well, here, no, it, it is. It is my decision, along with my team, but, but here's why, and I think it's important to understand, when you get to a point that you've got 150,000 users and only 3,000 of them can afford to leave their business for a week, come and put a lot, a lot of things on pause to invest in their growth, just, there's just a smaller and smaller percentage as we grow that are able to take advantage of that kind of conference. And so we've been, we've been requested by or asked by our customers for a long time, hey, how can you create ways for us to get this sort of thing year round? How can you create ways for us to get this in in um, sort of on-demand virtual ways, instead of us having to leave the business and come to Arizona for a week. And you know, and there's also just a lot of logistics and challenges as you build an event bigger and bigger. So for the for many reasons, but the major reason being that to scale a global software company where we intend to serve millions of small businesses worldwide, the main way you you scale the teaching and the culture can't be a one-time-per-year annual conference. So that's really what it's about. For for us, it's about serving our customers in better ways year-round, on-demand, that's easier on their pocketbook. Because as you know, if you go to Salesforce or you go to Inbound or you go to some of these other conferences, that's coming out of a budget in a marketing department or a sales department or something else. That's not our customer. Our customer, it's coming right out of their pocket. And for us to be able to serve our customers more effectively so they don't have to travel and be gone away from their business a bunch, that's what we want to do. We want to do that on a large scale. And the, the vision we have is to be able to serve millions of small businesses. And so the, the nutshell answer is there's a time and a season for everything. There was a, you know, during the first decade of Infusionsoft's growth, that was a, that was a great thing to have an annual conference. But as we scale and serve many more s- small businesses globally, we need to find different ways to do that.
0: Clayton, looking at it, though, I mean, there it's so hard to measure the lifetime value increases of the people who do attend. Like, it is so sure. difficult to measure attribution of a conference, which makes it easy if you're getting real pressure to be profitable and cash flow positive to cut it because it's very hard for you to defend it in a board meeting. But I know you. I've seen your smile at Icon. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it when it's giving out the check, the reward to all the developers who are competing, by the way, building your ecosystem, which is really important. Back on February 2nd, when I had you on the show, you said, Nathan, in a sentence, we're Salesforce for SMB. Well, Salesforce absolutely has a huge app store that a lot of their growth is from. So that carrot now no longer exists for developers. I mean, it's not, I mean, how do you, how do you justify all of this kind of going around in your head?
1: Well, um, just because there isn't an event doesn't mean there won't be ways for us to grow the, to grow the ecosystem. We, we just don't want it to be dependent on that one-time annual event. So I think that, I think that some people look at it and say, oh, well, you're not doing the event. Therefore, other aspects of what you do are going to go away because they're, they're not at that annual event, which is the, fo- you know, the focal point of those aspects. But that's not the case. We'll still stoke the fires in our ecosystem. We'll still do all of those things.
0: And why not do the conference record the content, which is great in-person content, and use that virtually? I mean, when you tell me the, the main reason you did it, which I appreciate, by the way, that your budget is coming right out of the small business owner's pocket versus an inbound or a dream force where it's a big corporate budget that gets lost in some travel expense somewhere. I completely get that. But, I mean, there are other ways to do the conference and still
1: give people a virtual experience. That wasn't an option for you? No, it's really not because you you still have, you still have to put all of that effort and all of the, all of the expense into putting on that conference and you don't have the opportunity to spread it out over the course of the year. So I mean, think about, it's not just the dollars that they spend to come. It's, it's a one-time pop. Well, that's not really what small businesses need. We, we need to help our customers on an ongoing basis, our community, which has been really growing. You'll see that continue to expand our online community. That was missing for a long time, but over the last few months, we've begun to really build that up. Um, you'll see other virtual regionally to put on more events that are closer to home for individuals. So it's not like we're cutting the money and then saving it and putting it in our pocket or sending it to our investors or whatever other story somebody wants to conjure up. It's about creating programs that serve our customers more effectively, one hit wonder, so to speak.
0: When, when we talked back in February last year, I said, hey, Clay, what was the decision around, you know, going public versus not going public? You just finished your Everest mission and launched Mars mission. And it's on the wall at Infusionsoft. And one of, one of the, the way you responded to that was, Nathan, we raised this capital. You know, now you can kind of go public without going public because there's so much private yeah. money out there. Um, right. Is that still kind of the forecast you don't need private money anymore and you're not thinking about an IPO because you have all the liquidity
1: you need? Well, you know there's always times where you want more liquidity for different things that you're doing the The key thing is as a software company grows again, this is about state this is about the stage of a software company and that's why I prefaced everything I'm saying with you got to understand the stage that we're in um, a couple of years ago we made a conscious decision it was time for us and so we did that and then that's over the last two years we've made that we've made that transition and I, I'm going to tell you Nathan. You you will talk to very few software company CEOs who have made this transition. It is a freaking hard thing to do. What is the hardest part? A an in, a sole focus of driving top and revenue growth, and your investors are, are want, they want you to do that. And everybody gets used to that. And yet, when you get to a point where you start to approach that hundred million mark, you've got to begin to make an adjustment. We began to make that adjustment a couple of years ago. Um, you know, sometimes that involved decisions with staff. Sometimes that involved strategic decisions and in our partner program. Um, but those are things that you've got to do in order to be a. out there are growing and they're not doing it profitably. It's a very, very small, small percentage that get to a point where they're growing profitably. So um, we made that decision. Now, when we made that decision, Nathan, it meant we don't have to go public. We don't have to raise more capital. We don't. Um, there may be a reason we want to do it. Say if we're going to acquire a company or if we're going to make a really important product investment in a, in an upcoming year or something where we say, you know what, we want to raise more capital to do that. But I'm, you know, I'm really happy and pleased to tell you, we don't have to raise more money. We're going to raise more money in terms of an IPO or in terms of public money or private money if we want to, because we have strategic things we're trying to do that help drive the mission of the company. So you're cash
0: flow positive as of today. Correct. Got it.
1: have been for about a year.
0: Okay. When you look back at, um, employee number 21 at Infusionsoft, your biggest tool as an early startup CEO, especially in software is, Hey, let me pay you a little less to save some money, but take some equity. Now you are taking, I mean, there's, and and I imagine you have dozens, if not hundreds of employees like that. I don't know what your obviously equity plan looks like, but I imagine there's a lot of people like that at Infusionsoft. Um, when Bain came in and obviously did a secondary round, You know, obviously it's not public and I would never, you know, ask you to disclose that. But I assume early executives, maybe you, maybe early investors took some money off the table. However, regular common holders that own 0.001% of Infusionsoft, when they think about liquidity, their really only option is going public, right? I mean, that's how they get liquidity. How do you, and maybe it's not obvious, maybe no one's saying it in Infusionsoft, but if that's a thought going through Infusionsoft employees' heads... How do you qualm those nerves and say, there will be a chance for you to cash in on that equity at some point? Yeah,
1: yeah no, it's a great point. And, and by the way, our, our early employees had an opportunity to sell some of their options, some of their shares at the Bain round. So- How did you manage we, that? I didn't, know, I didn't know it was possible at yeah, scale. We, yeah, we made it possible for everybody that was, that had options prior to raising venture capital. So for okay. all those brave souls who took the leap before we had any financial backing whatsoever, at the series D we gave them an opportunity to sell some shares. And I'm really proud of the fact that we had employees that took trips of a lifetime and bought a car <laughs> and did different things because capitalism is awesome. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great believer in conscious capitalism. So, um, to answer your question, yeah, you've got to have, you've got to have liquidity. There's gotta be a liquidity event. That's either an IPO or some other kind of uh, transaction. It couldn't be, a, there's really, you know, a few ways you can do it. You can go public. You can raise more capital, and in that, create an opportunity, like I just mentioned. Um, another way you can do it is if the company sells. That's not our ambition. That's not our intent. It's obviously the reason I'm having this conversation with you. But those are the those are the generally the three ways that you're going to be able to create a liquidity opportunity for employees. As a CEO, I think about that. You know, I think about how do we help create an opportunity for our, our shareholders, including our employees, because we have hundreds of employees who own shares and our, or options, at least. And I want them to have that opportunity.
0: Many of you know, I am buying companies that I really, really like, and there's no quicker way for me to get to the bottom of what is happening on that website than using this tool called NathanLaka.com forward slash hot jar, H-O-T-J-A-R. It basically will give me a recording. Okay, when anybody lands on the website, I'll give me a recording of where the viewer is scrolling and obviously does the basic stuff like heat maps too. But I learn so much about where the users are scrolling and clicking on my site using that tool. It helps me increase conversion rates, make more money, and grow those businesses faster. And we'll have to see what happens with those businesses. But I'm buying them, I'm buying them very quick, and I'm using NathanLaka.com forward slash hot jar for all of my website analytics. You can too, I work with them, it's totally free. You can go to NathanLatka.com forward slash hot jar. No credit card required. Again, use it as much as you want. NathanLatka.com forward slash hot jar. I'll see you there. Uh, a lot of folks, Clayton, um, will say when you raise venture capital, it's a lot like Strapping yourself to a rocket ship and you put yourself on a timeline. There has to be a timeline because of how LPs and these funds work and returns and that kind of thing. You are obviously on that rocket ship to raise a lot of capital. And to give credit where credit's due, you shared last time you know, you're well over 130, 140, you just said 150, I believe, thousand users, you know, paying, you know, hundreds of dollars per month. You said you were between 100 million and 150 million in annual revenue with healthy economics. The upfront fee drove churn down, everything looks healthy. But if we go back to the timeline, Um, people will look at a software company that that have raised the amount that you have and said, if nothing has happened over two years or three years, warning sirens start to go off because there's a timeline, there's pressure building, something has to happen. So to the people that say, what's going on in FusionSoft? they haven't raised in three years and they have no plans to go public. What would you say?
1: It's great to be profitable.
0: So is that true? I mean, early investors or people that still are on the cap table, they're okay with you building this into a lifestyle business that's just
1: profitable and yeah, slowly you growing. Have to understand is the people who are looking at that saying, "Wait, something has to happen." Yeah, when you're burning cash, something has to happen. When you're not burning cash, you have you get to control your own destiny. So now there's a point, obviously, where investors are like, "Okay, well, when are we going to get our money?" So there's uh, there's obviously a point. But I'm very grateful that I don't have investors that are pushing on me saying, come on, you gotta, you gotta deliver right now. Now, do they want a return? Of course, but what they also want is their, their, their equity to grow in value. And so when the company is growing and not having to go take, raise more capital to dilute the equity of the, of the shareholders, that's a good thing. And are you and that, mean, go ahead. And I was gonna say, and that, that creates a certain amount of patience. Now it's not infinite patience, obviously you have to create a liquidity point liquidity opportunity for them at some point. But the reason why you've seen us not raise capital and not, uh, go public is because we don't have to raise capital.
0: And you're not currently in any acquisition talks,
1: uh, not to sell. No. Great. So we're always talking about different, I mean, there's always different things in the works in terms of opportunities to acquire and about one out of 50 work out. So,
0: uh, I want to also give you a chance to address this because it's, it's, it's more personal to you and I want to give you a chance to give you a microphone for it. People told me, and I unfortunately can't say who, but sources very close to the company. Ex-employees have said, when they brought in the CRO, he, you know, Keith's driving the business. Clayton is doing what Clayton does best, which is the front face. Do the podcast interview, do the stage, do the interview. Yeah. I mean, is that the case?
1: Um, first of all, it's Terry, who's our chief operating officer, not Keith, who's the chief revenue officer. So what they were probably the the wires got crossed a little bit. What they're probably saying is Terry, as the chief operating officer, is really driving the day to day of the business. And that's absolutely true. A, a, A year ago, I took my role and I broke it into two pieces. And I took the public I took the more public facing part as CEO and gave him the more internal part of it as COO. But Terry and I are on the same page. We work together constantly. Terry is a fantastic leader who knows how to drive business, small business software companies at scale, and um, I love what we're doing. I, I couldn't be more excited about it. So um, no, I'm I'm very involved. I'm sitting here in my office at Infusionsoft talking to you. I'm I I'm also not totally involved in every day-to-day decision like I once was. You're not going to find comp- CEOs of large companies that do that. They're they're wise and they hire great people and they empower them to go. Uh, do what you've you've hired them to do. And then the CEO takes a step back and does the leadership work on the outside that needs to be done. And I'm having a blast doing that.
0: Clay, last question. Robert Smith calls you up from Vista and says, Clay, listen, perfect bolt on to Marketo. Let's do a deal. 900 million bucks. What do you say? No.
1: I say no. We got, we got a mission. That's really exciting. What's the, so, can you share anything about the Mars mission? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think this is probably what people don't really understand. Um, you know, we have a we have you, you've been inside of our office. You saw the Beautiful. Average you soon. You know what we're up to. You know, the passion that drives me and drives this company. And what drives us is to change the world for small businesses through sales and marketing automation. What drives us is to simplify growth for millions of small businesses worldwide. That is the Mars mission to simplify growth for millions of small businesses worldwide. Our purpose is to help small businesses succeed. That hasn't changed in 11, 12 years. Once we achieve the the Everest mission, we move to the Mars mission and we summarize it as to simplify growth for millions of small businesses worldwide. And for us, um, we love taking CRM software and putting it in in the hands of our customers to help them grow their business more efficiently, more effectively. And automation is a beautiful thing. So that's what we're up to, we love doing it. You know, We're just barely, barely scratching the surface with 150,000 users. I mean, we've got so much more that we want to accomplish. And um, you know, I know it's fun and easy for everybody to kind of look at what we're doing and speculate and wonder and ask questions, but we're focused, we're focused on what we're doing. We've been working hard to expand the number of small businesses that we can serve. If you watch what we've done over the last year, We've introduced a starter edition so the solopreneurs can get the power of Infusionsoft. We've created a a killer landing page solution for our customers so that people don't have to go get a a lesser solution before they're ready for for the power of Infusionsoft. We've we've created uh, a number of simplifications in the software so that all, all those who can say, oh, it's really hard, don't have a leg to stand on anymore. We've done a bunch of things to make it possible for small businesses to get Infusionsoft and grow their business. And, you know, we're really excited about what we have coming in 2018. Is Jeff still interim CTO? Uh, Jeff is interim CTO, yes.
0: How does that, so many people look at that and go, oh my gosh, a software company that doesn't have a CTO, it's interim, that means they're still looking. There's not a solid base there. People that look at that and go, oh my gosh, I hope the tech holds up, what would you tell them?
1: Uh, we've had interim everything for <laughs> <laughs> the last 12 years. So there's just no, I mean, it, that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah, makes good sense. Clayton Mask, I appreciate you coming on, uh, responding to a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Clayt split his role. So when, when people say he's not the front man, that's, well, he's the front man, but he's not in every decision like any big company. Icon was canceled really because they couldn't bring that at scale to folks in small business that can't leave their business for a day. So look for them to be doing more regional events, more online stuff. I put I asked him the question. I said, if Robert Smith offers a billion, do you take it? He says, no, Mars mission is more fun. So Clay Mask, thank you so much for joining me.
1: All right. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity to clear, clear the air a little bit. Appreciate it.